What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey everyone, good day to you all. It's Rachel Silver Cohen. I think this is episode number seven um, with Dr. Lori Feynman, and this is Unpolished Therapy. What's up, Lori? How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in. What goes? It's been a day. It's been a day, but we are going to get through this day. And one of the ways that we're going to get through this day is to have an awesome conversation today. And I think just the state of the world that we're in right now and just everything in general, one of the things that I keep coming back to both in my practice, in my personal life with my friends is fear. It's this concept that I think everybody's experiencing. It's paralyzing. And it's keeping people stuck. And I'm not even just talking COVID. I'm just talking life in general. And as I was thinking about fear, I was thinking, you know, you and I tapped on it very early on in our podcast. I think it was the first session. And something along the lines came out of how you can get paralyzed in that fear. And I realized that like we left something hanging. We left this big drop the mic moment that was just left hanging. And if you would be so gracious to allow me to bring it back up, because me as a therapist, that's what I do. When something gets left hanging, I kind of go back and I say, huh, why did we leave it hanging? What does that mean? Let's revisit it. And of course, this isn't therapy, but I can't take off my therapy hat sometimes. So if you would be so gracious, I would like to circle back. And I'm not sure if you even know where I'm going with this. But I would like to talk about a fear that you had, a fear of making a huge life decision that I know that you've made over the last couple of years. And I think it would be really valuable for our audience to know what that elephant in the room is, because I have a feeling we can maybe touch on this topic several times for the next, hopefully, God willing, 100 years of our podcast. So I don't know if you want me to say the word, if you want to say the word, how do we want to introduce this? No, yeah. I mean, you're making it like it's this big crazy elephant in the room. And it's funny because I don't know, I guess I didn't even think that what we were talking about was so vague. You know, the expression, like wherever I go, there I am. I just figured everybody knows my shtick and and my life. And I try to be as transparent as possible. But I guess you're right. We didn't talk about the fact that, you know, drum roll, not that it's such a big deal. But yes, I did make a big life decision a couple years ago to leave my marriage and get divorced. You know, in today's world, it's kind of like, okay, great, pass the potatoes now. You know, it seems to happen a lot. But when it happens to you, it is earth shattering. And the decision in and of itself to make such a big change, there's a lot of fear with that. And they run parallel. There's so many emotions, but fear is certainly up there. Remember remember the show from a million years ago? Fear is not a factor. I think it was Joe Rogan or something like that. Well, guess what? When it comes to making a decision about ending a marriage, fear is a factor. And it's scary to the point that sometimes the limbo that's involved because you don't want to make a decision of that grandeur, the limbo is the biggest fear of it all. And I would suspect in your practice, patients and clients and people in your world, I certainly can't imagine I'm the first nor the last that you've had a lot of people who have maybe gone through questioning the idea of, should I get divorced or not? And what does that decision even look like? 
for me now in hindsight, sure, it's easy to say that was the right move. And it was. And to this day, I stand by that. And I'll talk to anyone who asks that it was the right decision. As painful as it may have been, it doesn't mean that it happened overnight. So that limbo period. How long did you sit in that limbo period? Like hem and haw over it. Again, you lose track of time because when you're in it, you don't even realize that the hours turn into days and the days turn into weeks and the weeks turn into months. And the next thing you know, so much time has gone by. And I guess that is part of the process. So I do think it's important to say, again, I am no expert by any mean, with the exception of the fact that I lived through it. So I do feel my own life experience gives me the slightest iota of credibility that I've lived the feelings, I've sat in the feelings, I've tried to disregard the feelings and erase them and make them go away and make them better and maybe wake up the next morning and hope that the feeling changed to not rock the boat, so to speak. But how long? I don't know is the right answer. I mean, I could go back and look in my notes, my mental notes, or even some of the blogs that I've written. And I'll tell you this, you guys, for anyone listening out there, if you do go back to some of the writing I had done in the last, I don't know, three years or so leading up to the divorce, I guess that there was some subconscious emotion in the writing. I think there was an article I wrote about bursting your bubble, something like that. There was a lot of innuendos there where you don't want to break what feels safe. But back to the fear piece, I think, and you can elaborate on this and I'll shut up in a minute, but sometimes the uncertainty and the fear feeling, the what we've become comfortable with, which is that uncomfortable feeling, that piece becomes your norm for a while until it just gets to a point where you realize, oh my God, nothing could be as scary on the other side than where I'm in now. And when you're floating in the middle of the ocean, let's use that as an example, or a pool for that matter, there's the shallow end and there's the deep end. At least when you're in the deep end, you know you're in the deep end and you got to figure out immediately. When you're in the shallow end, you know at any time you can step back out or sit on the steps or whatnot. But when you're in the middle, you just don't know what direction you're going in. I will say that the limbo of it all is paralyzing to your point. And that is something that's really scary. But we've got to break away from the comfort of kind of accepting that, oh, well, you know, fear exists and okay, and I'll just live in the fear because there's just so much more life to live if we can break down what that fear piece is. And I'm going to let you take the horn on that and break the rest of that down. But yeah, that's kind of where I was at. And thank you for sharing it because I think a lot of our audience and listeners were kind of left hanging by it and really were like, ooh, this is like the thrill of the century. What could she possibly be talking about? And so I know that it takes a lot to be able to talk about those types of experiences. And I think fear is a very vulnerable emotion. It runs the gamut, right? It runs from the people who will say, oh, well, fear is natural and you have to live with it, right? Other people who are saying, I can't make any type of decision the way that I'm feeling right now. I can't believe that there would be anything on the other side of this. And then you have people who are saying, I guess if I do this, then this is going to happen. But then if this happens, oh my God, I can't leave because then this would happen. And then I have to, 
And they just keep going back and forth and back and forth. And for every decision that they make that induces fear, they come up with something that counters the fear, but that induces a different fear. And so, like you said, it's really important to kind of understand what's underlying that fear. Well, yeah. And I want to point out too, I mean, yes, we can talk about divorce and the fear that is effectuated as a result of that big word. Because it is a big word. It's a powerful word. It's also a scary word in and of itself. I mean, the word alone is so emotional for people who have been through it, people who haven't been through it. They're afraid of, oh my God, could that happen to me? And the whole gamut. But I think fear in general too, it's so much greater than just divorce. And I think, yeah, we can tap in and we can definitely use me and the divorce as the example. But I think it's important as well to point out to anyone listening with any decision that you're making where you start out from a place of fear, I truly hang my hat on the fact that knowledge is power. And whether you're making a decision about buying a house or potentially getting divorced or even getting married for that matter, starting a relationship, starting a new job, cutting your hair, right? I mean, it can be as simple and silly or it can be as serious and sensitive. The gathering of information and having the right people or instruments, if you will, in your toolbox, whether it's a therapist, whether it's an expert, whether it's a trusted friend or colleague, to bounce these ideas off of. We don't have to do it on our own. That's really important because that does empower you to help take your place of fear that can be paralyzing where you're in limbo and you just don't know. Do I take a step forward? And if I do, does that mean I'm four steps back? Or do I leap ahead? But where does that leave other people in my life? And you're playing this dance and nothing's happening. But if you are brave enough and vulnerable enough, and I think those two words do go hand in hand, to reach out and find someone, you know, like a Dr. Boca, let's say, or again, a trusted friend or a colleague or whomever that you can really sit down and share, look, I'm not in a good place. And I don't even know if I'm thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. And I need some help. Because what I do know is that the feelings I'm having, I can't go on like this for much longer. So the power piece with the knowledge, I think, is essential. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, you're going to be the doctor today because apparently you're going to be saying everything that I should be saying, right? But I think that that's really important. You know, a lot of people don't ask for help. They just don't. We alluded to that in another podcast also, but it comes from a point of strength. We have to know when we're not seeing clearly. Knowledge is power. And when we live in fear, we are not clear right? It rhymes. You like that? When we live in fear, we are not clear. Okay. (laughs) So there's your take home message, everybody. And we have to get clear. And the way that we get clear is exactly what you said, is bouncing it off other people. Looking at the evidence out there, we have these amazing brains that screw with ourselves, right? We can convince ourselves of anything, good, bad, indifferent. And if you lean towards negativity, you can convince yourself of the most catastrophic thing. I mean, if you go towards positivity, you can invoke something amazingly incredible. We just have this brain. So the first thing I always say to people is write things down, write your feelings down, write why you're in this situation. What have you observed? What have you felt? Why did you take this job? Why do you want to leave the marriage? What was good about the marriage? Write everything down because once you write it down, it's like pseudo Weight Watchers. We've all done Weight Watchers. And if you haven't, then like you're lying to yourself or you're missing a great boat, either or. But 
The whole concept of Weight Watchers is to write down everything that you eat. Why? Because it shames you, in my belief, it shames you. Before you grab the chocolate, you now feel guilty because you have to account for it. Well, because you're staring at the evidence. Evidence is defined by whatever you are eating, if you're using the Weight Watchers analogy, or evidence by your emotions. And if I've written down on a piece of paper, oh my God, I feel lost and confused and this isn't my person or this isn't the right job for me or I haven't felt like I'm really living my best life. I mean, words don't lie and they're your words. You've written them down on a piece of paper or you've typed them into your electronic diary for that matter. Part of my journey, even I guess now looking back, the blog was a way for me to just kind of vomit out some of those emotions. Yeah, we all mask things in our own way. And sometimes we use humor or self-deprecation or different analogies or metaphors, if you will. But the underlining issues, all you have to do is look in the mirror. And we all know because it's your gut and you kind of have to trust your gut. Once you know what your gut says, it doesn't mean that you don't know how to take the next step. And that's where you've got to reach out. And I do want to mention, you know, you talked about for a lot of us, it's hard to ask for help. Right. And again, I'll be the first one to admit I am a victim of that. It's impossible more times than not for me to say, oh my God, someone help me, throw me a life raft. But what I've learned in my own experiences is that you have to. And a lot of times it's easy for me to say it and not practice it, you know, do as I say, not as I do. But you don't want to go so far down the rabbit hole that it's impossible to climb back up. And You'd be amazed how if you let your guard down and you do ask for help and and the right people, you can't ask people who are disingenuous, the ones who are, you know, secretly rooting for you to fail. You have to know who your tribe is, right? And that's a whole lesson in and of itself. We can dive into that in, in another session. But the asking for help piece, and once you do, it's really rewarding because when people do rally around you... There you go. You have a team of people who help you come back up from the hole and help make a decision, which ultimately I have to tell you, nobody really ends up helping you make the decision because it comes from within and you know that. But sometimes you just need someone to say, add a girl or add a boy, I got you. Yeah, you need to know that you're supported, right? And people support us, knowledge supports us, information supports us, evidence of what's happening and what's actually true and what we're making up in our head. I mean, People catastrophize left and right. And the only place that that takes them is into this paralysis state, right? So we want to rein in that catastrophizing and really look at what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what's authentic, what's true, write it down, talk to people, get other people's outside perspective. I can't tell you how many times I sit there and I go, am I crazy? And sometimes the answer is yes. Well, Um, I was going to say, well... Sometimes Sometimes. you are. Okay, more times than not, the answer is yes. But sometimes I'm really not crazy and that really did happen. And then I say, okay, well, what do I do with that, right? I'm afraid to confront the person. I'm afraid to make a change. I'm afraid to take a step out. And then I talk about it. I look at it. I write it down. I write down what those feelings are. The other thing about fear that I want to mention is that fear of oftentimes the only part of fear that we focus on is the negative. But sometimes fear can really propel us forward to opportunity. And I think that that's a really important thing that we have to understand. The flip side, the way that I see it is like, you know, you said, wherever you go, there you are. And I would say, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. 
right? Yeah. Another great limerick there for you, Lori. I love it. I'm on a roll, right? (laughs) So if you're always doing the same thing and you're sitting in that fear and you're doing it over and over and over again, there's an opportunity on the other side. Take that fear, channel it. You don't know what the possibilities on the other side could be. So sometimes we take a risk and it works more times than not. And if it doesn't work, There's no fault in going back to the situation that you're in and rethinking it, reevaluating it. Or if you took the risk and it didn't get you where you wanted to be, it got you somewhere on the journey. It's interesting. I actually got an email when we announced, hopefully the person has already listened to this because this is going to be very weird, but I got an email from my ex-husband. Every once in a while, we just touch base about family members usually, but he saw that we did a podcast and he said, he goes, knowing you, the FCC is coming after you. I said, 50-50 shot. I did say that if you listen to the first episode, I did mention that I had been married twice and that the second one was the one that stopped. And I said to him, like, I don't want you to think that I didn't appreciate and love and care about you. It was nothing about that. And I only speak about him in the highest regard. And I was emailing this. And I realized, and what I said in the email was, I had to go through all of these bumps and experiences and journeys to get to where I am today, to be doing this podcast, right? So I thanked him. I would have sat in the fear. I would never have gotten there. Listen, I mean... Kudos to you. And I relate to that so much. And you guys out there who are listening, relatability is something that Lori and I really hope that you guys take away from this. We're creating a space here where we can connect and we can relate and we can talk about things that maybe are are a little taboo, not because they're wrong. It's just that they're hard topics. And it's hard to say, I left someone or I made a mistake or I did this wrong. And now after evaluating in hindsight, I want to say thank you to the person that helped me recognize that I wasn't growing anymore. And you know what I'm hearing you say, Lori, is that if you had just stayed on that hamster wheel, you're not evolving. And that kind of had been my hat that I kept hanging on to with my situation, that the pain of ending something that seemingly from the outside wasn't that bad. What good? It wasn't on paper. It got the job done. And the report card, we passed the class. But did we really learn something from the full course in that semester? And for me, it was no, but it was really hard to say that at the time. And now, you know, I love that you have whatever type of working relationship it is with your ex-husband, be it via email or random phone calls here and there and so on and so forth. And I'd like to say that I'm in that camp too. And my ex-husband and I, obviously we're not divorced nearly as long as you are from your first husband, but we have a working relationship now that we've had to develop and we didn't have a choice, but we did choose to be as amicable as we could be given a crack happy situation. And I admire his strength for getting through the fear that he had in this. You know, everyone plays a different role relative to fear. And that's important too, to be sensitive to others, their fear and your fear. While the impetus, it might be the same, you know, the reason behind, you know, whatever combusted the fear factor, we all do handle it differently. And I think it's important to be sensitive to that. I want to leave you with something. And again, I can talk about this till the cows come home. 
do the cows ever come home? I don't know. I've always wondered. I know counting, but I don't think they've ever, they've never showed up at my house. Have they? No. They haven't showed up at my house either, but that's, we'll have to look into that because yeah. the cows coming home. I mean, if anyone out there has cows that come home, certainly let us know. But I think just, you talked a little bit about fear. We immediately want to put in the negativity column. Let's end on a positive note on fear being positive, because I'll tell you just last week, my little son and I, who's not so little anymore, but we were watching Coach Carter. It's an excellent movie. Anyone out there, if you have kids who are into any type of sport, but basketball, most notably, you got to watch Coach Carter. It's a true story. And my biggest takeaway, and it's something I sat down with my son about, and we talked about was, what's your greatest fear? And Coach Carter says it over and over and over again to his athletes on the team. And at the end of the movie, and my son kept looking at me like, how come no one answers the question? He keeps asking a question and everyone goes radio silent. Well, we come to find out that the whole theme of the movie truly is that our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate or that we've done something wrong. Our greatest fear is that we truly inside know that we're powerful beyond measure. And we have an opportunity to shine our light instead of focus on the darkness. Um, We as individuals, as people, as a society, as a nation, local, global, what have you, it's our duty to shine brightly. And if we are riddled in fear and we're paralyzed by it, we can't shine our light. Um, And I suspect that sometimes, and this is going to sound so cliche, but in order for us to truly shine, we do have to go through the motions of some bad stuff and being scared and fearful and whatnot. It's the only way that we rise above. What do they say, Lori? We've got to go through it to get through it. Exactly. Right. That's exactly it. And, you know, I say to people all the time, I'm like, if I can grant them one thing when they're going through these difficult fear moments, it's time, right? It's time because they're going to see at some point when they start to put one foot in front of the other and change just a little bit, whatever that is, do something different today, do something different to start moving in the right direction. The opportunities on the other side and things that are going to come to them are going to be endless. And it's like that saying, one door closes, another one opens. If you don't close the door, the other one can't open. It's like you get caught in that wind tunnel, right? And you don't want to be in a wind tunnel when it's 40 degrees outside. It's horrible. horrible. Yeah. And if you're in that wind tunnel, you can't hear opportunity knocking on that door. Exactly. So So, yeah, ask for help, people. Find your tribe. Knowledge is power. When it comes to unpolished therapy, fear is not a factor. We want to help break anything and everything down in your world, in our world. Again, you know, I don't know if I threw out those disclaimers before, but again, you know, it's not real therapy. But in a case like this, we've helped each other kind of negotiate a little bit on not being so afraid of fear. And we hope we've helped you guys. I think we took fear and turned it on its head a little bit today, which I think is helpful, you know, because this way you have actions, you have different ways of thinking about it. It's a different viewpoint that hopefully will motivate people to just do something a little bit different to get themselves out of it and seek the light and shine their light and move forward. So our time is off, but great sesh and I appreciated it and I appreciate you being vulnerable and opening up and removing the elephant. So maybe the cow can come home. I'm not sure. 
cows come home. I really do. I really, I'm going to actually, when we finish our session, I'm going to see if there's any cows lurking around anywhere. Welcome right. them in for dinner. Anyway, I'll see you next week. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Unpolished Therapy with Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boga. Take care. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.